Welcome to the Millionaire Next Door podcast with Robert Curtis, CFP, accredited investment fiduciary from Signature Estate and Investment Advisors. In this podcast, we help successful wealth accumulators like you looking to transition to a work optional lifestyle by helping you build strategies for growing and maintaining your wealth. Robert draws from years of experience and fiduciary responsibility and interviews guest experts to help you build reliable strategies to grow and maintain your wealth. Now, on to the show. The end of summer is not far away, meaning another strange, tumultuous year is going to wrap up before you know it. I'm Patrice Sikora with your host, Robert Curtis. Now, Robert, I want to know what conversations you've been hearing and having as we head into the fourth quarter of 2022. But first, how are you? How are you dealing with the current state of the economy and your state of mind? And actually, I should say from New Jersey to California, how you doing? How you doing, Robert? <laughs> I'm doing great, Patrice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're, uh, you get me in the mood for sausage and pepper sandwich or oh, something let's... like that. But uh, yeah. Don't get started. We'll go food all, all the entire podcast. You know that. <laughs> I love to eat. Um, but how are so, things going? Yeah, how are things going? That is a great question. They're going really well. I mean, and I'm going to talk about two two phases. I think you phrased it how with the economy and the markets doing what they're doing and then how am I doing on a personal level, which I appreciate, and how am I handling it from a, a mindset standpoint, I think mm-hmm. was was what you were inferring. Business has been good. We're getting a lot of introductions. Things are growing, and I'm having a lot of very engaged conversations. It's times like these. I mean, the markets have been very unsettled, and we can get into that a bit. And and I want to stay on point with the question, but there's an awful lot going on with the markets, and it had been a really, really terrible start to the year. And things sort of hit a very fairly low point around June 30th with really low expectations and a lot of people feeling like reading things like we're in recession or we're going to recession. They, they've actually come back pretty pretty substantially in the last six to eight weeks. We're now pretty pretty significantly overbought on the markets, but we're watching everything super closely because there's been enormous inflation created. The Fed is going to meet next month. They're probably mm-hmm. going to raise this rate several times to to curb the over easy money policy that they, policy that they've had in place for years. And anytime the Federal Reserve acts like that, uh, and there's a change in direction, it, it tends to create a lot of uh, market uncertainty. So those are issues we understand very well, and we're watching every data point. The latest data point was uh, a week or so when the mark re- really took off. There was a month-over-month inflation number that was a little bit lower than expectation, and the market really rallied, thinking, hey, that's a good number on inflation. But in in reality, the reality of it is gas price, gasoline prices went down. I'm, you know, right now I'm in California. So what we pay at the pump, I mean, it feels a whole lot better when I, I filled my tank the other day for 50 bucks as opposed to, you know, I've had other Phillips that were close to 100. Okay. And that, you know, nobody's pumping, having, having fun, but that was the only thing that really went to everything else is still up. So there's a lot of data points to watch. So we're having a lot of engaged conversations on that. We're, we're talking about some short-term bonds for people that are really good. 
some what we call non-correlated assets, things that aren't tied to stocks or bonds, sometimes alternative investments. Mm-hmm. We're very focused on tax efficiency. Uh, but from a mental standpoint, I'm doing really well. It, it can be a bit wearing. A, a phrase that I like to think of that that really applies and I try and take to heart is, um, you know, calm seas never produced a, uh, an experienced sailor. <laughs> so... You know, it's been a little rougher than um, when it's going great. We love those calm days. But as an experienced sailor and you you learn a lot in those and then you want to maybe take additional safety precautions and pay extra attention and do things you might not do in a perfectly, you know, sunny, calm day. So we're having those conversations with people. And it's funny that you um, you mentioned how are you doing? I actually through this process. I had a couple of clients reach out to me and call or we were meeting and they asked it the same way. How are you, how are you doing through this? So we're, we're sort of, you know, figuratively in the midst of some maelstrom and they're asking, how am I doing? And I'm, I, I thought it was great. I mean, it, it really paid testimony to, to the strength of our relationship that they, you know, they cared. So I gave them the honest feedback. I told them they want to see how I'm doing. We really, we've been through COVID, we've been through 2008, you know, I even thought of my doctor and things like that, that I saw, you know, or, you know, right in the middle of COVID, it's like, how many, the patients said, doc, how are you doing? Are you, you know, <laughs> True. the whole system and the world's, in, how are you holding up? Cause you're on the front lines here, you know? And so, so that was really nice that, that uh, we have that relationship with some people and that they take the time and care. And that was, you know, really, really very comforting. But we're having a lot of conversations with folks. I mean, we, we get to know for most clients, I call it form, you know, they're a lot about their family, you know, their occupations, sort of their recreational or bucket list items. Obviously, we know the money. um, But we're having a lot of deeper conversations. And when they're, when they're calling, or we're setting up appointments, and if they're concerned about things, Yes, the money management is is certainly a big part of that, a very big part of that. But as I mentioned in prior podcasts, and maybe there's a graphic we could put up, but you know, there's things that within our there's things that matter to our clients, and there's things we can control. We really can't control those markets, but but where those two overlap, if it matters to them and what we can control, that's what we focus on. But I've you know, I've used this process, and I've always done this. But I'm—I pro- talk to the the sailor that's getting better at you know really managing challenging situations, asking deeper questions along the way. There are the markets, but a lot of times, you know, we'll go in and we'll find out, you know, what what's really going on. We're finding health concerns with people. Maybe they have a concern about intergenerational planning, or will their children get that, or will this be enough, or you know, they're worried on a deeper level, will I run out of money, or I'm not worried, I'm going to run out of money, but is this going to degrade the the legacy that's going to go on to my adult children or, or my wife, or, you know, we get into other issues of uh, care, care for a spouse or aging well. And so we we've seen a lot of really great conversations along this line. And that's, that's really what I what I enjoy. But when when they ask, how, you know, how am I doing? And we have these uh, very real conversations. I mean, we're we're a partner and a sounding board for these folks. But you know, my response is really, and, and in reality, 
this is why I became a financial advisor in the first place. It's times like these. It's not just when everything's going smooth. And so, so I think that's when we add the value. But, but a lot of times, folks, um, they understand the investment management piece. Okay, they, they get that for the most part. And sometimes we're sort of judged on that. And we've got relationships where people have been with us, you know, 25 years, second or third generation. They understand the value. But sometimes we get other folks that just look at it. You know, if we're, I had some folks who engaged and brought me on an introduction from an additional family member, like in May of this year. And some stuff came over and it was, you know, we deepened the whole relationship, but that was not great timing to have stuff because between May and June, things went pretty south pretty fast. And and they weren't like, oh my God, this thing is down. We, we beat most of the comparisons, but, you know, it was an odd time. And so we had to discuss that. So, so obviously what I want to stress, what I stress to them, and I try and, I try and illustrate this at the beginning of a relationship and throughout a relationship, there's a graphic. It's what we actually do. I could be doing as many as 85 things for clients. And usually they're like 85. I don't even know what they are. I now have something I send out to folks. And in this case, I sent it out to them so they could see and what I call it is, it's it's pillars of your personal and financial future. I'm and hoping you jump can... in here. We will we will link this this wonderful uh, graphic in the show okay. notes. So listeners, all you need to do is go check the show notes, and we will have that there. Fantastic. So I put this together to sort of illustrate a deep level of our process, but I've referred to it in the podcast in the past and to clients seven pillars, one process. So. Um, we think about a pillar. A pillar is a really important symbol, right? Like, uh, I guess I think of the Parthenon or something sure. like that, you know, and, and this pillar is holding this whole thing up for thousands of years. So, so clearly investment management or investment planning is one of the pillars. And most people understand that because we're financial advisors and I'm an investment manager and a portfolio manager and fiduciary and steward. So, you know, there's many things under that portfolio review and rebalancing, risk management, investment selection and diversification, goals and time horizon, which is really important to, to get into because when you run into some times of stress, it's not always what have we done over the last month, 30 days. Oh, my God, my statement's down this month. My, I, the world's coming you know, this to is the end. beginning yes. of the end. You know, what is the longer term? You know, and we're sensitive to if someone's 80 or 90 years old, they may be saying, I don't have that long of a time frame. Or, you know, the more the, old, the further you get into it, a decade or something seems like a long, you know, you get to a certain point in life in your 60s, five or 10, seems like an awfully long time, although you've got perspective. So that's one of the pillars. I, I was going to walk you through the other pillars just to give you a sense, but, but, I just thought of something that's great I'm sharing with clients. I, I actually had a great conversation with my son the other day. He's 19. I actually would love to someday bring him into the business because he's super smart. He's studying environmental science, okay? He's at uh, University of California, Santa Cruz. And I mentioned once, boy, you know, go pursue your dreams, do this. I think, I, but you know, Maybe somewhere down the line, you could come onto my team and work in this. And just if things don't go exactly like you plan or whatnot, and you know, it me building it up over 25 years is going to be a whole lot easier for you than it was 
than when I was growing this thing over all these years. But at any rate, he looks at me like, no way. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I understand. I understand. No way. You know, maybe I'm not even talking a plan B, but a plan C, plan D, you know, things, you know, it's just, it may be a possibility. He looked at me like, man, this is not even my plan Q, R, S, or T. <laughs> but at any rate, and, and I'll segue into what I was going to talk about a week or two ago. He's 19 years old. So, I mean, he, he's awesome. He's just, I hope he listens to this, uh, but uh, probably not. He says, I mean, sitting down on his laptop, he goes, dad, I opened up a account at Vanguard and I funded a Roth or I'm going to put some money in there. And he, I go, oh, you need some help with that? He goes, no, he's, he already figured out the ET. He's got the money. He worked at a summer camp. He was a senior counselor driving like 14 kids around and being there. <laughs> they paid him really well, like 20, 24 bucks an hour, but that's real work, out in summer heat. Sure. Any rate to the point he gets this and then he's done this research. He's found index funds from Vanguard. And then he says, Dad, can we can we talk? Can you give me some ideas? So I actually sat down with him last night. He found out the fund he wanted, which was right on point. It's a three thousand dollar minimum. Okay. Well, he's only put in five hundred bucks because he's nineteen years old. He's got some more saved up. But at any rate, I walk him through all this deep dive like he's a like he's a client, but I, you know, I bring it to his level, but he's a smart kid and he's a science student. He's had probability and statistics and I use the bell curve and probabilities and distribution. We're somewhat overbought right now after this big rise up in the last, but he gets it. And we talk, this is just the data, but these are tools, tools that are part of our process. I called it our process, but we're looking not only what to buy, but the timing on that. And if you can get those two right, it skews a lot of things in your favor. So we're looking at the data all the time. And I think he got most of it. And I turned him on to some other podcasts that are terrific, but we're having a dialogue. So, I mean, as a, you know, it's anyone who has like a teenager or a 19 year old understands that you would love those moments all the time, but you don't mm -hmm. always have those teaching moments. But so, so one of the things I told him to give him some perspective, and I actually showed him some charts of things because I was telling how it's overbought, but I pulled up a, a uh, uh, chart for him where he could, and he he saw the graphs and he said, "Wow, I see what you're saying. That pulled way down and now it moved here very in a very short amount of time. That makes sense. What you're saying, you know, a lot of times when you show the picture, right. but here's something to keep in perspective, and then we'll move off the investment planning. But I really love this, and I shared this with a lot of clients. This is just the facts and the data. So if you go back to um, the 1920s, say the Great Depression, from that that that's a long time frame, right? But there's actually been 27 bear markets. Okay. And bear market is generally defined as down 20%. Mm -hmm. Okay. We've, we already had that. We're already close to back from that. We're out of it. But there's been 27 of these. And throughout history, throughout that time frame, that there's been 27 recoveries. So every single time, 100% of the time, it's recovered, you know, thus far. Right. <laughs> the average drawdown during those 27 uh, bear markets was 36%. Okay. I mean, even more than we just experienced. Right. Those are not fun. Those are very painful, very distressing times. Believe me, I've been through, I've been through some of them. And I had those conversations with folks. So the average recovery on those recoveries, those 27 recoveries, was up 114%. That's quite a bounce back. 
Yeah. And, and so we walk people through that. That's some perspective historically. A lot of times you might, you've heard these things where if you miss the 10 best days or five best days, you know, how your return dramatically drops off. I don't have the stats right in front of me, but it's, it's really pretty right. powerful. Another thing to note is often the very worst days can often be followed by the very best days in incredibly close proximity, you know, yeah, like maybe in the yep. same week or, you know, where it's really hard to predict when things are moving around. So that creates opportunity. That's nothing new. That's happened throughout time. We're aware of that. We're looking to, to you know, when we can take advantage of that. Other times just saying, you know, you if you're that sailor, sometimes the waves kick up and they're going right over the, the, the you know, the edge of the boat and you better you know know how to hang on through it and stay and hang on <laughs> hang on what, what did bugs bunny just say i uh with elmer fudd when they were on that uh i don't know if you remember this one he said he said batten down the hatches and because <laughs> i did i did bat he goes well batten them down again <laughs> so sorry that just if anybody remembers that one you could probably pull it up on uh on um but it's true youtube it's yeah true. things yeah. get tough if you're going to stick with it you got to stick with it don't think you're going to market time these things. You got to stick with it. But but we're very sensitive to um, if things do formally change according to the data, you, you may need to make a change. And we have systems in place for that if the winds are, I mean, there was, you know, throughout the whole bull market that we saw over the last five, 10 years, everything was growth stocks, technology, mm -hmm. they got hit the hardest and value came in. So, you know, now commodities are working better. So you have to be aware of these. And once in a while in markets, you can, you know, part of the things I strive for, you're never going to be right on everything. There's no way. Right. Um, and so if you just are flat out wrong, and the way I define wrong is if the market has a different opinion, then you, it doesn't matter what my, I'm going to go with the market. And if it tells me I'm wrong, my job or part of my job, and it's taken me years to figure out, it's to probably try and figure that out fast and not be too wrong for too long. Because I've seen a lot of people who just stay in denial forever. GE, General Electric, it's going to be fine. It's going to be, well, one of the things I showed my son is a chart of Apple and Microsoft and a company called Danaher. It's a medical, I mean, it's been a monster beverage. These are moving like a 45 degree line from lower, like call it left up to right. Okay. General electric moving the exact opposite. And I showed him the data. This is going back to 1987. The thing is worth one quarter of what it was back then. That's a total disaster. The so I, you know, to make it simple, I said, which just even scratch out the name. So you don't even know what I, what we're talking about, what stock or whatever. Is this one something you want to own? Oh, yeah. Is this one something you want to own? No way. That's a total disaster. 20 plus years later, it's worth a lot less. And they talk about it like, like it's a great thing. So I educate people through that. I try and make it clear for them. Uh, stepping aside, I want to get, so I'm talking so much, you may have some questions, but the other pillars I just want to say is obviously retirement planning. Just yesterday, I, we, I dealt with a client. We had set up a formal a 401k and a uh, pension plan through his business. 
Uh, we talked about this extensively on the last podcast, by the mm-hmm. way, right? For business owners, right. which which was actually my most viewed podcast. The podcast going great. I went over and I'll finish up with that. But but any rate, he ran a business, a, a restaurant in the sort of in the hip part of Los Angeles. Well, COVID just blew the whole thing up and it became any rate, the business is now closed. He's not running the restaurant anymore. That business is terminated. There's no longer a need for the plan. We're terminating the plan. And we're going to roll those funds to him and his wife. It's their IRA. They're the really the only participants was a husband and wife thing. So, but you know, that's a need that just came up. We talk a lot about estate planning with clients and, and the, the, you know, things like reviewing wills, trust, powers of attorneys, trusted contact, dealing with their executors, you know, making sure your beneficiaries are up to date and who you intend, obviously minimizing estate taxes, elder care planning, you know, aging well, helping surviving spouses and families. Um, And I've talked a lot on this podcast. I've had people engage me couples or say it's the guy, they get it, but the wife, or it could be the other way around, has no idea what's going on. And they're like, I need someone to be there when mm-hmm. I'm gone. And she's going to be already distressed and confused. And, uh, you know, it's going to be, a tr- she's going to want some help. So that's a pillar. I explained that to these clients who were sort of like initially not with me that long yet. And they, they were like, wow, well, we're, you know, they were both trained as attorneys. So they get all these deeper things. Uh, but I shared the graphic with them, which, which again, will be in the show notes. Another pillar, just to touch, we, we could do a whole podcast on any one of these, and I plan to, but intergenerational planning, that's a big one um, for certain folks. I mean, giving while living, you know, right. inheritances, educational funding. We, we handle a lot, of, a lot of grandparents and parents who are putting away, you know, I have a son in college. We're now utilizing ours that we've put away for years. I'm able to deal with a lot of other now that we're doing it, actually, most everybody's just putting money in there. I have a lot of clients who are got kids who are going off to college, and I have one at Cambridge University in England, one starting in the fall at um, UCLA. It's, it's the most applied to school in the, the entire country, by the way. It's a very elite institution. Uh, they're all over the place. I have another one starting at a, at a Cal State Channel Islands. Okay, so they're wondering for the first time, how do we take these distributions? Right. So I'm able to not only walk them through it, but I'm literally living it. So we're doing it. Um, another one at Cal Poly San Luis Obispo, people at University of Texas, et cetera. Um, what else? Helping people deal with their, you know, assisting their parents. Now they're in that sandwich generation and, and maybe they're They've got their kids, they're really rolling on their career, but and but now their parents are needing help and it's a lot of balls to juggle with life as it is and COVID, you know, assisting their kids, their, their adult children often, or, or just educating them. I had a great, great story on this recently. You know, I, I mentioned that throughout COVID and throughout, certainly with the markets and the distress they are at, I, I think I mentioned on previous podcasts. I am very willing to speak to anyone who may be experiencing anxiety, you know, or worries or wants a sounding board just as a public service, especially if they're a client or they have someone in mind who's, who's a little, they'd like to talk with someone about Mm -hmm. it. And I won't charge for that. 
it's I don't have a big expectation that they'll come on and be a client at all. It's just if there's a fit and things work out, but I'll I'll just because I, I look anxiety and all this is is at an epidemic level, not just because of the markets, but a lot of stuff with the state of uh, the economy, with the state of the world and sure. the viruses that are spreading around, et cetera. So if I can help, I, I will. But I had I had one of my best clients. I mean, someone I've worked with over 20 years, know him extremely well. We've been really close, done a lot of great stuff. He, We met a month or so ago, and he says, would you be willing to talk to my adult daughter? I'd just like to give her some tips, how to save, you know. He, he, it's a very intelligent guy, very, you know, absolute pillar of the community. I respect him. And he kind of gets, okay, the millionaire next door, the overnight 25, 30-year success story. He's done very well, but he built it up. When I knew him 20 years ago, he was really successful, but he didn't have the kind of assets he has now. It, it takes years of doing it right. So I said, sure, I'd love to speak with her. You know, he makes the introduction. Uh, we we talk about a week later. Um and of course, I know who this is. Okay, I've met her when she was smaller. You know, oh my God, you're so big. But um, she's in her mid forties now, and she's very successful. Okay, I mean, she's got a really successful career going. She's taken on a new, very complicated job with a lot of supervisory and organizational changes in a big at a university that's a national. It's hard to make big change in an institution mm -hmm. like that. She's taken that on. So, at any rate, I mean, a sophisticated. She's actually done a really good job of saving through several jobs she's had. She wants to come on. She wants to be a, a client. I, I tell her, that's great. We got to go through our fit process. And, and it, it was a great fit. Okay. She's already part of this family. So there's no question. And of course, I know who she is because she's one of the children of one of my best clients I've known. So we've always heard these references and that's helping him out. But, but the point is the, the, the client, he, he was just looking for some help, but it turned out to be a really good fit. And, and that was very validating. So I actually sent him, a, I sent him a really nice card shortly thereafter. And I said, thanks for the introduction. This is great. It's your daughter. I mean, I'll, I'll definitely help in any way I can take good care of her. Thanks for, you know, and I just want to let you know, we've already spoken and this is going well. So thank you. And then I wrote in the note, which is a genuine question. I said, you know, I'm just curious um, I mean, well, I didn't go into this, but I mean, she came ready to do business. There was no, she already had the fit, but I said, what did you say about me? You know, how, or how do you even describe me? Cause I'm like, okay, we've been working together for 20, 25 years. How do you even describe me? And, um, you know, a lot of, I've asked this of some other clients and I get things like, you know, I just really trust him. He'll, he'll take great care of you. He's always done well for us. I think this, you know, very perfect, you know, things like that. But, you know, he actually called me back yesterday when I was coming back from a meeting. I, he left a voicemail and he said he, he, he was really intrigued by my question. He wanted to share the response. And he said some stuff like that, but he didn't get into a lot of detail because it was just on a voicemail and said, we'll talk next time we talk. But I had, I had another client who did that uh, not that long ago. They introduced me and I said, thanks. Uh, what? What did you, how do you even mm -hmm. describe me? Because I'm just curious how that comes across. So he had referred me to a friend of his. And uh, he said, well, I'll, I'll tell you what I told my friend. And the friend came, you know, we chatted. It was great fit. He was ready to, he was already on the fit. Uh, I said, what did you do? This guy, you must have sold him pretty, 
because he's ready to work with me, you know. But um, I said, hold on, we got a process here. But I said, what did you even say or how did you describe me? He goes, well, you know, I told my, this is what I told him. I said, I've told my wife, my kids, my adult kids, if something happens to me, you know, notify the family, do all this for sure. But the second or third call you need to make is to call Robert because <laughs> he knows everything. He'll, he'll help and you need to call him. And so the friend of his said, my goodness, that I need someone like that's what I need. I need someone like that in my life. So he called and we connected and there was there was a good mutual fit and we're, you know, working together. So so we're having a lot of conversations. Things are going well. I um, it's taken some effort to develop the process, but I this is what I enjoy. Um, I like I tend to like challenges <laughs> And this is a, a bit of a challenging time, but we're here to help. And I want to thank everyone for listening to the podcast. Um, the numbers are up. We went over it last week with my stats team. The last one, podcast 13 on the um, retirement planning with Kevin Manhan of CMC Pension Professionals was my most popular ever. We are list, being listened to. We're in the top 25% of all, all podcasts on Apple, probably due to your good work, too. Um, so thank you, Patrice. And then um, all states, you know, I've got a lot of people in Southern California, lots in Texas. I, I, now I have a following in Oklahoma City. I, I don't even know That's why. Fantastic. We're in, yeah, every continent, African countries were trending like crazy. So don't ask me why. I couldn't even begin to tell you. But it's it's kind of powerful to think somebody might be, um, uh, you know. Let me yeah. say, you connect. You connect as a financial advisor, as someone who wants to talk, and who's someone who really cares. I do. And, and you know, all along, I've just tried to continually improve this process and be better at it. And I, I think that I've referenced in the past, but when COVID hit and the lockdown, I just said, boy, we, we, we really need to be on top of stuff. And we're not complacent to deal with things the way they are. We always want to be, you know, if you're a professional athlete, right, and you're at the top level in the NBA or soccer, you can't just go in there. Tom Brady, he can't just go in there with what he did last year. Guess what? The guys are younger the next year. They're going to, they know all your stuff. If you're Clayton Kershaw, if you're a great, they know your pitch. You've got to make yourself even stronger and better. You're competent. I mean, it's not that they're studying me, but I'm always trying to be continuously better. And in reality, I am, you know, I am, you know, I am than I was five years ago, more, more fee worthy. I am, you know, in five years, it's, it's, I'm super excited because I'm always trying to make things a little bit better. And that could be the performance, but also just communicating with somebody, you know, just that bedside manner, understanding them. Um, helping them even better at helping them trying to speak in a way that they get because it's their money it's their life it's their hopes and dreams I'm just guiding them I I love it when they get a successful result that's a big part of the remuneration so what you know why wouldn't we be doing it if why would we be doing it if we weren't just helping people so that's what I've got and we have a lot more material so we're gonna have to we're going to have to schedule another one of these very, very soon. Yeah, yeah. Well, we are up against the clock here, but I want to ask you one more question. And unfortunately, you're going to have to make it kind of brief, but what's been keeping you up at night lately? What's been keeping me up at night? 
I'll try and keep it brief. I spend a lot of time on sleep. I mean, you know, when you age, you, you, you have a little bit more of a challenge getting to sleep. So it's not that I'm worried about something. We're all worried about things. I don't know if there's one thing. I What's keeping me up is I'm just really busy and super engaged with work and my family. And there's lots of stuff I like to do. And I need, I, I've learned to optimize my sleep. I need to have a period of what I call down regulation before bed. You can't just go 100 miles an hour and then get into bed and expect to fall asleep because your mind will still be active. So I'm doing all these and I don't want to take a bunch of supplements and, you know, take an Ambien or any, any junk like that. So no offense to anybody who's taking it, but, uh, so I've been down regulating and, you know, I turn down the lights. I try and read. I'm super into this Netflix show called F1 about Formula One, but I've learned to not watch that late because it gets my adrenaline going and, you know, read, I do some breathing. I just try and actually have a process to wind down. And, but having said that, some most nights I'm really successful and I feel the need to get a great night's sleep because we're pretty engaged. And I, I've had those days where I wake up with a poor night's sleep or I'm kind of foggy and you get through the day, but, but, um, you know, I feel like I'm not at my best or optimized. Right. And, and so I make it a point to really do that. But having said that, since I've studied it and paid so much, there's always those nights I did everything perfect or I was too active and then I'm there and I went to bed at the perfect time. And I, guess what? Can't fall asleep. You know, my, and you're like, Oh man, I'm working so hard at this. And now I know all this. So sometimes we just run into those and then I learn, you, you really have no idea, by the way, once you're asleep, you know, but I'm, I have a, I told you in the past, I have a ring out of Finland that tracks it. It's called an aura ring. And so I know the data and you can start, if you don't get a good number one day, oh my gosh, it can set you up for, um, man, my numbers stink. You know, I better, um, it can give you some anxiety. So what keeps me up is, um, I just need to learn to wind down a little bit and that's a process. And I, you know, nobody, I've spent a lot of time in this. There's a, by the way, if anybody wants an amazing podcast, there's a guy named Matthew Walker. I'll wrap up, but, um, he's a professor at university of California, Berkeley. He's probably the world's leading researcher on sleep. He has a podcast. They're really short and you know, it's, it's a big thing, right? We spend a third of our lives asleep, but we're supposed to. And evolutionarily, why would we would not commit a third of our lives to something that wasn't essential <laughs> for our right, yeah. survival? Uh, check out Matthew Walker's podcast at Berkeley. He's, he's got a really fun English accent. He's very self-effacing, but he's, uh, He's the leading researcher in the world. And he barely has a book that's amazing, but I really enjoy his podcast. So I've followed a lot of his stuff. And he's, uh, you know, he's someone you might want to check out. So that's that's what keeps me up. Sometimes it's just dumb little stuff that uh, I can't shut my brain down when it's when I really ought to be um, getting to sleep. And I'm even though I'm doing my best. Yeah. Well, how can listeners reach you, Robert? Uh, how can they reach me? They... <laughs> Through the normal means, I'm, I'm very searchable. Certainly listen to this podcast, share the podcast. You can search it out. Uh, you tell me, but we're on what? Apple, All the Spotify, podcasts. Stitcher, Wh wherever you get your, your Android, podcast. wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, you'll, pro you'll find YouTube videos. I have about 12 uh, videos, short videos, two to three minutes on our process on my, on my firm's website. 
uh, our firm is called Signature Estate and Investment Advisors, SEIA. So just just Google or search me, DocDocGo, whatever whatever web browser you want to use. Robert Curtis, CFP, Signature Estate and Investment Advisors. I'll come up there. It's got my phone number for my office. You can call my office. My team could schedule time to, to talk. You can shoot me an email. Uh, all those ways would be ways to reach me. Yep. I'm on Facebook yeah. and I'm on LinkedIn as well. So if anyone's hearing this, they want to connect, please connect and maybe put a little note, send me a message. Hey, I heard your podcast. I Great to connect. I got this question or I'd just like to be connected, you know, whatever. That's how they can reach me. Yep. Fantastic, Robert. Robert Curtis. So follow this podcast for the newest episodes, as Robert said. Share with others you care about as well. I'm Patrice Sikora, and thanks for being with us. Thank you for listening to the Millionaire Next Door podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Signature Estate and Investment Advisors or Royal Alliance Associates Incorporated, member FINRA SIPC. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.